Welcome, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking podcast hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namar. We're speaking because you've been asking. Join us for a new season as we open up, speak up, and uplift voices everywhere. And of course, all views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not represent any outside entities. We have a lot to say, so let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to season six of our podcast, Women Saving the World. This is episode four, Women Who Stand Out for Their Vision and Humanitarian Efforts. So I'm a little skewed here because of the environmental stuff. <laughs> so most of my people are environmental people. Sorry, Mercy. <laughs> okay, hey, you know, women of power, women of power. So bring it. Share um, with me everything you have for you. But when, when I saw this topic, uh, when I was thinking about this topic, the first person that came to my mind was Jane Goodall um, for her vision and how much of a freaking impact she's made. Um, if you don't know who she is, you all need to Google her. She's a primatologist. She's just she's just amazing. Um, and her her full title is Dame Jane Morris Goodall. Uh, so she's a dame as well, kind of like uh, Murin Dame Murin, you know the actress. <laughs> Where she's like, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> but she was born in 1934, April 3rd, 1934. So this 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 series is coming out the second week of April. So happy birthday, Jane Goodall. Um Yay. and yep. And formerly Baroness Jane Van Lawick Goodall. Wow. Wow. Is an English primatologist and anthropologist seen as the world's foremost foremost expert on chimpanzees. Goodall is best known for her 60-year study of social and family interactions of wild chimpanzees since she first went to Gombe Stream National Park in Tanzania in 1960, where she witnessed the human-like behaviors amongst chimpanzees, including armed conflict. In April 2002, she was named a UN Messenger of Peace. But she has made a huge impact if you don't know already, like there have been all these issues in the past with people testing on chimpanzees for products mm-hmm. and medications on chimpanzees because they're so close to our DNA. Her work was very instrumental in stopping that stuff. So uh, you can attribute your organic makeup to some of her work. <laughs> yes. Yes, Otherwise, yes, it'd be, I mean, I'll, I mean, it, Chimpanzees are not the only animals they test makeup on. There's rabbits, cats, dogs, and other animals. Uh, But chimpanzees were tested on for makeup, for medications, other different chemicals. It was just really, really horrible. And her work really uh, focused on how human-like chimpanzees were in their thinking and their social behavior. Um, And our friend, shout out Maria Mayor, Dr. Mm -hmm. Mayor. Uh, Maria Mayor used to be on our board a long time ago, <clears throat> and she's a primatologist. She discovered the smallest lemur in uh, Madagascar, and she's considered the young Jane Goodall. And if you haven't seen her already on her social media, <laughs> she is on um, a Nat, Nat Geo show about Bigfoot. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yep. She's and such a badass. I haven't watched this season yet. I've been meaning to, but. I saw that she was uh, she was promoting her latest episode where she talks to Jane, Jane Goodall, oh, wow. about Bigfoot, and um, they have a really serious scientific discussion about it, uh, giving some validity to the big, Bigfoot search. Um, yeah, so Jane Goodall is a badass. So I definitely recommend yes, you look her is. up. 
Another girl crush that I have is Jacinda Arden. She's the prime minister of New Zealand and probably the only world leader during the pandemic that had her shit together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, she, you. you know, going back to our first episode, like if women ran the world, seriously, we'd be way better off. So she really did a great job during the pandemic. And of course, you know, she can't control everything. So numbers did go back up eventually, but she really did a great job containing it within the country. And everybody listened to her. You didn't have naysayers being like, oh, this is fake news. You know, people listened to her and they were able to contain uh, the virus. But she is, as the New Zealand Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern wasted little time raising the stakes in her nation's fight against climate change after handily winning re-election last October. Drawing on that mandate, Arden declared a climate emergency and set the wheels in motion for New Zealand's public sector to become carbon neutral by 2025. Oh. Now, she's, she's quoted as saying, this declaration is an acknowledgement of the next generation. An acknowledgement of the burden they ca- that the next generation will carry if we do not get this right and do not take action now. Now, New Zealand is an island off the coast of Australia. And uh, it's a beautiful country. It's where Lord of the Rings was shot. If you didn't know that, I'm a big sci-fi buff. And Mm -hmm. they have about 5 million people in that country. So in late January, it was reported uh, progress towards its goal to cut emissions by 30% over the next uh, decade compared with 2005 levels. But recognized current measures won't be enough to meet the Paris Agreement goal. So they were able to cut 30% of their emissions within the country after she became um, prime minister. And they're still working on it. They haven't meet, met the Paris Agreement goals, but they're still working on it. And of course, she was praised for her aggressive containment of COVID-19. Um, and her country only, well, it's not only 25 deaths. So a country reported 25 deaths from COVID, God rest their souls. Um, and she passed a zero carbon bill during her last term that mandates net zero emissions by 2050 and campaigned on a tougher action this term. So she pretty powerful. She is pretty powerful. I follow her on social media and I just love her. I love her disposition. I love how, how she handles things, um, how welcoming she is to the different um, different ethnic groups in New Zealand, the native ethnic groups. And um, she's just amazing. She's just amazing. Yeah, very genuine. Yes. Um, the next person is Deborah Halen. She's a congressman, former congresswoman and secretary at the Department of the Interior, she is Native American. And she is the first Native American to hold this office as the Department of the, uh, for the Department of the Interior. And why that is important is because the Department of Interior um, manages land. And we all know that Native Americans have suffered at the atrocities of colonialism in this country and have been pushed off their lands uh, for the sake of white colonialism. So her, yep. So it, she was raised in a military family. Helen um, identifies as a 35th generation New Mexican and enrolled member of the Pueblo of Laguna. Before entering public service, she oversaw the second largest tribal gaming enterprise in the state where she focused on the creation of earth-friendly business practices. There are many firsts on her resume. The first Native American to lead a state party, the first to serve in Congress, and the first to be the secretary, the secretary of the Department of the Interior. Um, and this is under the current administration, by the way. 
couple of years ago, Helen led a coalition that proposed proposed a 30 by 30 resolution to save nature, aimed at creating mm. a strategy for the U.S. to preserve at least 30 percent of the ocean and land by 2030. Um, and of course, uh, the current administration announced the support of this philosophy. Whether or not it's going to happen, we don't know, but she's really pushing for it. And um, she, uh, another amazing woman that is fighting for our, our environment and our natural resources. Mm-hmm. The next person I have, oh, there's another environmental person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For you. you know, I could help myself, man. I love it. Okay. I love it. <laughs> And the next person, her name is Sunita Narine. Uh, she's the Director General, Center for Science and the Environment. So side note, Narine would have been my surname uh, coming over oh. to America. So my father, my father's uh, middle name became his last name. And his last name was Narine. And they cut it off when we immigrated over to the United States. Anyway, I digress. Oh, I'm no longer that. I, I'm now a Namard, but <laughs> it would have been Narine. Anyway, uh, so she's uh, an Indian environmental researcher. Sunil Narine has been associated with the country's Center for Science and Environment for close to 30 years, starting as an assistant and assuming the director general in 2011. She's also a prolific writer and the editor of a fortnightly magazine on politics and environment, Down to Earth. That's the name of it, Down to Earth, published in New Delhi. So this is not just United States. This is international. This is India. Narayan's work and recommendations have directly informed India's policies, including around air pollution, with a focus on how to learn from strategies used by the Western world and leapfrog them. So she's she's trying to take it one step further. You know how stalled we are here in the West? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hitting every day. She's trying to leapfrog all our advances um, for, for her country. And one example is the adoption of buses that run on compressed natural gas in India's capital city. Uh, Water is one of the issues about which Narayan is most passionate. One of India's largest rural economic development programs focuses on the ecological restoration of more than 1 million bodies of water. And India, if you did not know, has one of the most polluted bodies of water in the world, the Ganges River. So this is one of her main goals is to clean up water and make sure it's available for the people living in her country. The next person, yep, the next person is Dawn Wright, chief scientist, Esri. So much of the ocean's potential role is reversing climate change in unfathomable, literally, with just one-fifth of of its floor cataloged in maps. Dawn Wright, the first Black American woman to deep dive, deep sea dive in an Alvin submersible, is leading the geographical information systems GIS company, Esri's quest to map the rest by 2030. So she's mapping the ocean floor. Wow. This is freaking powerful because there's very little we know about the expanse of our oceans. So there's only a certain percentage we know about our oceans. Right. But she's trying to map the ocean floor. And she's quoted as saying, how can we take, take care of this planet? How can we understand this planet? How can we protect it if we don't know the totality of it? Mm-hmm. How true is that? Like, if we don't know, you know, there's so many species out there on our planet we don't know about, terrains, like possibilities that we don't know about because we haven't been able to explore it. So she is doing the unthinkable, which is amazing. 
Uh, we have better, she's also quoted saying, we have better maps of the moon, better maps of Venus, and even Mars than we have of the oceans on Earth because the Earth is an ocean planet. Uh, as chief scientist of the software company, Wright spearheads Esri's work. So Esri is the name of the company in the scientific and research communities where she campaigns the use of GIS. That is again, the geographic information systems, uh, imagery and data and applications ranging from flood risk planning to fighting deforestation. She's a badass. Yeah, she is. That's like, yeah, that's like a major is. thing trying to map the ocean. That's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then of Something course, you think they would have tried doing a long time ago. Yeah, yes. here we are, right? Which is why she's talking about the fact that we have better information on the moon. <laughs> right? That's, yeah, that, that's insane. You know, because we're not spending, well, I mean, you think about all these, that goes back to government and private sector. So our private sector companies are what's driving our space exploration. And that's yeah. why we have more things happening out in that area and in politics and egos and yes, money and, yes. and all that so, so the money is not being driven to ocean exploration and just you know our resources because companies are so focused on what resources they can exploit out in space <laughs> never know? mind taking care of what we have here now exactly exactly okay. so so yeah this is this is a huge thing that she's doing um and then i have a uh a notable mention that you mentioned in the last episode, Angelina Jolie, and we all know she's a badass. She's been with the UN forever on human rights and she's done so much. And I actually, I don't remember the name of the book, y'all. I'm sorry about this, but she wrote a book uh, that I read way back when, when we had started uh, The Edge um, about her travels. And it was just an amazing book and eye opener to her work and how far she's come. So that's episode four. <laughs> I love it. 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 Yeah. Yep. And I got all this research just by, you know, Googling and of course a little bit from my own knowledge, but thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, follow, and click the next episode.